the separation of Rangi and Papa triggered a full-scale war amongst the brothers. It was a god war, where gods punched with fists of lightning and spat out tsunamis, where axes were made from the bones of fallen gods and where eyes were ripped out and cast into the heavens. The war raged on for eons and the battle scars covered the earth. Yet in the chaos, the gods managed to pause, albeit for just a moment, a rather critical moment. They paused for the creation of humankind. The gods yearned for an offspring in their image. They had created all manner of things, the stars, the fish, the birds, the trees, and while magnificent, they did not truly resemble themselves. They soon came to understand that the creation of something in their image would require something seemingly impossible. Cooperation. The gods viewed each other with distrust and disdain. They accused each other of cowardice and treachery. They did not trust each other. But given their mutual desires, their singular goal, and with much negotiation, they were able to create a tataupaunamu, a symbol of respite, a truce, a ceasefire. This tataupaunamu was literal, a paunamu doorway that functioned as a portal to another realm, and most importantly, a realm of neutrality and infinite possibilities. It was not the dark skies of Tafiri or the raging oceans of Tangaroa, nor the mighty forests of Tane or the rumbling volcanoes of Ruomoko. The portal led to hallowed ground, a sanctuary that no god would dare stain with their petty desires for revenge upon one another. It was a sacred place of earth and sand, saturated with the blood of their mother, Papatsuanuku. A place that birthed gods, a place called Kurawaka. And so, a truce formed, an alliance to create the one thing that had eluded them, Te Kimi Ite Uha, the search for a woman, divine and blessed. Fearing the temptation to procure the power of Kurawaka for themselves, the portal, the Tataupaunamu, was broken into seven fragments. A piece was given to each of the elder gods to protect. The gods hid their Paunamu piece and assigned a powerful Tanifa to guard it. But one of the gods desired the power for himself. He sent emissaries to steal the pieces, and they succeeded in procuring all but the final piece. He frantically continued his search for the last elusive fragment, knowing that the doorway to Kurawaka was a doorway to an army of limitless numbers and power. An army that would tip the delicate balance amongst the gods. Knowing that he was hunted by his brothers for his betrayal, he hid the pieces and their guardians in a place that no one would think to look. Not under a lava-filled mountain or at the bottom of the deepest ocean. Somewhere far more devious, 
somewhere the Elder Gods would not think to search. He hid the Bonamu fragments here, in the present, in a video game. Fero was there when space invaders landed in what were the original arcades. You know, fish and chip shops. And at a time when it was still called Spaces. That's what the OGs called it. A 20 cent coin. Actually, many 20 cent coins opened portals to other worlds. Portals to aliens and motherships. Smiley faces that devoured pills by the dozen. Frogs that would spring back to life after being squished by a truck. With another 20 cent coin, of course. The movie Tron explored the fantasy of being in the game itself. Pokemon Go brought the game into our world with augmented reality. Pikachu would be right there in front of you. Pokemon Go seemed more like a game of I dare you. A test of how far would you go to capture that elusive Pokemon. Would you slam on the brakes when you saw a rare Pokemon in the middle of a busy highway? Or if you saw one sitting on a tūpāpaku at a tangi, would you whip out your phone before it gets away? Anyway, Fero doesn't have time for spaces anymore, or any of its great-great-great-grand mokopuna. Having 10 kids will have that effect. He is much older now, and his last kid is all set to leave the nest. With that, his controller finger has started getting a little twitchy in anticipation of some long overdue me time. Fero has a little time to check out what all the fuss is about with this worldwide phenomenon. So, he's all set, controller in hand. He's just landed, jumps out of the plane, picks up an assault rifle and is all ready to go when he hears a cute little He looks at his mokopuna and several responses flash through his mind. When is your mother picking you up? Where's Nana? <gasps> Look, she's doing something cool. But instead, all that comes out is... <sighs> Ane moko. Just watch out for the sniper up ahead in the farmhouse. I wanted to play Pokemon Go on my cheap ass phone anyway. Fiddle downloads Pokemon Go. Midway through the download, he gets a phone call. He sees the caller ID and hesitates because he knows what awaits him on the other end. Oh, kia ora, auntie. Great to be here. Concert? You've got no guitarist. Today? Oh, auntie, I haven't done a concert since the lockdown. I'm not even sure I can remember the songs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll be there. I, I, Peter Pai. I'll see you soon. When Auntie, who gave you mahi when you were poor, asks you to do a haka concert, the correct answer is yes. Even if you can't remember the words, the chords, or even the songs. It's been a while. Two years, in fact, but Fero knows the drill. Black underwear? Tick. Underarm deodorant? Tick. Taonga, ah, an opportunity to wear the greenstone manaya his daughter gave him for Christmas. Tick. Fedor looks at his phone. Download complete. Enter name. Uh, 
W-H-E-R-O-N. Enter. When Fedor puts the manaya around his neck, his phone starts shaking like crazy. What is going on with my phone? For 150 bucks, I expect more. Fedor looks at his phone. He pushes the open tab and immediately sees dozens of little three-foot-tall cartoony wild men zipping across the screen. Whoa! Cool little cutscene! Man, you fellas must be new! Oh, stink. I'm gonna have to put you dudes on hold. I'd love to play, but I'm on my way to concert. I'll catch you guys after. Fiddle grabs his haka gear and heads for the door. He puts his phone down while he puts his shoes on and doesn't see what's happening on his phone. One of the wild men from the cutscene has come right up to the front of the screen. He pokes and prods and pushes his face into the screen. That squishes and flattens his nose and then his nose breaks into the real world. As his nose enters the real world, it changes from a cartoon to real life. He sniffs the air like an animal trying to pick up a scent and suddenly stops when he sees Fiddle. His eyes widen. Something has caught his attention. He gasps and recoils back into the phone and then disappears just as Fiddle finishes tying up his laces. Fiddle grabs his phone, climbs into his car and takes off to the concert. After a well-received concert, Fiddle heads off to recover some of those lost calories. Hey, hey, over a large Big Mac burger combo, please. Uh, and yeah, Coke, no sugar, please. Okay, drive on up to the first window. As he joins the queue at the drive-thru, his phone starts shaking like crazy. He lifts his phone up to check the screen. Fiddle versus Mohawk. He sees the little wild men he encountered earlier. They're closer this time and more detailed. They're hairy all over, almost like bears, and they have red eyes. They're all holding Patsu made out of stone and are brooding on the hood of his car. Oh, Pokemon! Wow! They look like they're right there in front of you. Fedor does the thing you do when you first experience augmented reality. You look through your phone and see the Pokemon there. Then you look without the phone and there's nothing. And then back again. Woohoo! The Mohoao! A Maori virgin must be like the Lion King Real Maori. Awesome! Keeping his phone trained on the bonnet of his car, Fedor creeps forward in the queue as the Mohoao begin jumping up and down on the hood. They suddenly lunge towards him, but the action is interrupted by the girl at the window. Fiddle puts his phone down. That'll be $12.40, paying by it, pass? He nods and pays for his food. When he picks up his phone again, the mohoa are gone. Ah, oh, damn. Just when it was getting good. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Fiddle looks at the hood of his car. Hmm. His eyes narrow as he sees that there are little dents everywhere. He sticks his head out the window and looks up at the sky, looking for an explanation. 
He feels a little kick in the back of his seat and turns instinctively to see that there's nothing there. A banging sound is coming from the roof. It sounds like there's an army of kids jumping up and down. As Fedor drives up to the next window to collect his food, he holds his phone up and looks at the reflection in the drive through window. On the roof of his car, he sees the mohoao jumping up and down. He exits the car to have a look. The mohoao are gone. But there are dozens of little dents, like the ones on the hood. Fedor scratches his head. Here's your food, sir. The McDonald's worker is looking at Fedor strangely. Sorry, sorry. He takes his food and climbs back in the car and drives off. There's nowhere to pull over, so he continues to drive. He tentatively lifts his phone up and looks into his rearview mirror. He freaks when he sees that his entire back seat is full of the little mohoao that are piled up to the ceiling. They start kicking the back of his seat. What the heck is going on? Fedor decides on a new strategy. Hmm. This is a game, right? There must be a way to beat these guys. Pokeballs, of course! Oh, please tell me I have some Pokeballs. Fedor scrolls through his game inventory yes. and finds he has 50 Pokeballs. While still driving, Fedor points his phone behind him and launches a Pokeball without looking at the Mohoao, who disappear before the Pokeball hits them. Fedor moves his phone around, searching for them and sees them on the roofs of the cars in front of him and the cars in the outer lane beside him. He flicks multiple Pokeballs in all directions, but the Mohoao leap from car to car, dodging and deflecting the Pokeballs. All at once, they leap in unison at his car. They land everywhere. On the hood, on the roof, they even crack his windscreen. He slams on the brakes. The mohoao and the McDonald's fly everywhere. The cars behind honk their horns angrily as they drive around Fiddle. When he lifts his phone up, he sees the mohoao are strewn everywhere, inside and outside of his car. The mohoao are immobilized and twitching. Super effective attack. Super effective? What was super effective? Stats flash on the screen. <gasps> Mohoa weaknesses. Cooked food. The colour red. Fedor looks at the McDonald's, the burger and fries boxes, and back at the stats. What the? He flicks pokeballs at all of the Mohoa <laughs> that explode into twinkling stars, Woo-hoo! followed by the words, Gotcha. Yeah. Mohoao capture. Reward. <laughs> One million XP. Nice. An augmented reality TT made of bone numb mm. materializes on his dashboard. Fedor feels relieved as he lowers his phone. But there's a new problem. The reward. The TT Torea is still on the dashboard. Oh, crap. Fedor puts the phone in front of the TT Torea, takes it away, and then puts it back again, hoping for the TT Torea to disappear. It's still there. I definitely need help. Hopefully, not the psychiatric kind. 
there may be one person who can help him, an expert on the subject. Hey, Bobs, what's up? Hey, I have a little issue. Actually, a few little issues I could sure use your help with right now. I'll be there shortly. To be continued. Pakikehua, he mea tuku, nā te wānanga o Aotearoa, a nā te māngai pāho i tautoko. Pakikehua, brought to you by te wānanga o Aotearoa, with funding from te māngai pāho.